This is the Make It Happen podcast, a show for all you big-hearted creatives who are ready to make things happen in your work and your life on your own terms, in your own way, and by your own rules. I'm your host, Jane Carrington, a creative coach based in England, and you are listening to the fifth episode of season three. So for today's episode, I'm joined by the awesome Amy Koretsky, a health coach for creatives and acupuncturist, and we dig into her routine and how she makes things happen in her business. But we also talk a little about what it means to fuel your hustle and also what it looks like to listen to your intuition as a business owner. I loved recording this episode with Amy and I am so inspired by the work she's doing in the world. So I'm super excited to share this one with you today. Let's jump on in. Amy, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited. I'm going to link to this in the show notes because you on the Being Boss podcast, I guess it was like a few months ago, I'd never like come across you before and I heard it and I was like, number one, I love this woman. I love her message. But number two, like I've got to interview her one day because she just got such nice energy and such a cool, cool view on business and life. So I'm so excited to have you here today. Oh, thank you. That's so sweet. I really appreciate it. (laughs) So for anyone listening who maybe hasn't come across you before, do you want to tell them a little bit about who you are and what you do and just a little bit about your story and journey so far? Yeah, I will try to make this as short and sweet as possible. (laughs) Um, But basically, my name is Amy Koretsky. I am currently um, an acupuncturist. I'm a licensed acupuncturist, Chinese herbalist, and holistic health coach um, based out of Minneapolis, Minnesota. I see my in-person acupuncture patients here, but I also, for health coaching, work with clients from all over the place. Um, My background actually stems from this Chinese medicine perspective. Um, I've been an acupuncturist for almost four years now. I specialize in digestive diseases and um, emotional diseases and mental health and really the connection between the two because there is such a strong connection between our brains and our guts. There's actually something called the brain-gut access and so it's a medical reality. And so that's really where my my focus lies in my acupuncture practice. And um, I guess my story really starts in the fact that when I was in um, acupuncture school, I was not really taught business very much. I mean, they try to teach you business a little bit, but they're like two business classes are total bullshit. And they basically have you write this like business proposal that you would have to take to a bank. And it's not based in any sort of reality because when you're in school and you're totally immersed full time in graduate school, you're not you're not actually, you don't have your toe in the real world of like what the real world is and what you're actually going to be wanting to do when you're out there. And so um, I left, I started my business. My business was going really well, but not because I actually knew what I was doing, mostly because I knew what I was doing when it became, when it came to like acupuncture and I was really well connected in my community here and whatnot. And then um, I actually came across the Being Boss podcast, what you just mentioned before. And that really opened my eyes to be like, oh, I actually need to learn how to run a business too. And so I started kind of giving myself a crash course on learning how to run a business. And I was listening to podcasts and reading blogs and all this stuff. And the further I got into it, the more I realized that there are all these entrepreneurs out there, these like online creative entrepreneurs that are just like hustling themselves to death almost. Like I was hearing these stories of like my six figure launch, but put me in the hospital and this and that. And I was like, oh my goodness, like what are these people doing? And it just kind of lit a light bulb for me that was like, these people really need to understand how 
their health is so necessary and so important to the success of their business. And so that kind of put me on this trajectory to really work with creative business owners and help them um, find their the best health of their lives so that they can have the best businesses of their life too. So that's where I am now. I love that. I think that is, and it, when you first started talking, I was like, oh my God, Amy's got to come on, come on another <laughs> season. Cause this season's so focused with the questions, but everything you said about like your mental health and your physical health. And I'm like, oh, if I, I could talk about this all day with you. So one day oh, yeah, do. <laughs> we'll do another, but um, no, I, I, I just love your message. And I'm, I'm so excited to hear how you like, first and foremost, like physically that in your own business. Cause I, I, I don't know if you feel like this as a coach, but I feel like we got to walk our talk so much and yes. it's a great way to hold ourselves a, like hold ourselves accountable to ourselves. Cause it's like, wait, I can't jump on a call and support someone else to live their best life or their best business. If I'm not showing up and choosing to do that for myself every day too. A hundred percent. I believe that a hundred percent so so people to get a clear picture of kind of what you've got to make happen each week what does a typical workload look like for you each week so my work is a little bit interesting in the sense that I still run a physical brick and mortar business I have an acupuncture studio in downtown Minneapolis Um, I see patients there between three to four days a week it used to be five days a week and I'm slowly pulling back as I do more coaching work and also to just create more space in my life and create the lifestyle I want to live um but so generally I work in my acupuncture practice um all day Monday and then um half days on Wednesday Thursday and then every once in a while Friday morning and then um opposite of that I have coaching calls all day Tuesday and then Friday afternoons. And then the other times of my business are kind of when I'm working on my business or doing my life hustle, like grocery shopping and (laughs) getting acupuncture myself and getting massages and going for walks and all that other stuff. So um, I would say that right now, my, my whole routine is really, really shifting and evolving in this interesting way because I really only started my coaching business like six months ago, like really quite recently. Although I've been doing coaching in my acupuncture practice for years, I've only made it its own separate entity and kind of focused on gaining clients in that direction in this last six months. And so I'm still learning of what this is going to look like for me. And I'm trying to be really graceful with myself in the sense of um, if something's not working, okay, then I change it. And it doesn't have to be just because I make an intention to have it be one way. Um, it doesn't mean that it's the right way for me. And not until I try actually doing it, am I going to realize if I like it or not? And if this is the direction I want to go, or if I want to, you know, shift course or whatnot. So it's, it's still changing for me. I think that's the most honest thing you could even possibly say in this moment too, because, you know, like the ideal day routine exercises that lots of us do. And it's, it's great to like picture like, oh, I'd love my life to look like this. But the reality is it's not until you, we get stuck in and see how it feels that we can like make any form of like really, really intentional and meaningful decisions. So I think just to be able to say like, you know what, I'm figuring it out. Some of it feels good. Some of it I'm still figuring out. I think that's the most honest thing. Like, do you find it, what's it like for you to balance two different crafts at the same time? Or do, do you feel like they cross over in the middle in lots of ways that it's not too much of a balance? I think the craft balances over really well. I think the logistics of it don't. (laughs) And so like the craft, I feel like I can go back and forth between the two seamlessly. And one of the things that I'm actually 
really one of my goals for the future of my business actually is to have them be really connected and actually have every client that I work with be both coaching and healing sessions. So whether or not that's in person, all of my acupuncture patients also be health coaching clients. And we work in these kind of packages in the sense that we have these like long-term goals that we're working for and the acupuncture is helping support that. But then also with my coaching clients, I'm starting to experiment more with distance healing and incorporating that into my treatments as well with them and my, my sessions. And so really my goal is to have them be this seamless entity but logistically of having a brick and mortar versus an online shop and you know marketing towards local clients versus clients all over and there that is it's difficult I'm not gonna lie (laughs) (laughs) it sounds like it keeps you on your toes and there's like kind of like unlimited possibilities with it because you can bring them both together or you can keep yourself excited with two different things it, it sounds like it's very exciting to look to the future for your business yeah and I mean I like doing it you know part I wouldn't be doing this if I didn't like doing yeah. it like uh, my acupuncture business sustains me I must say that that's where the bulk of my income comes in currently because I'm only limiting my coaching clients to like a couple um, a quarter, like I see like four or five people a quarter. And so the bulk of my income is still in acupuncture and I could very easily not do coaching and just live off of acupuncture and have it sustain me financially um, and emotionally because I really like acupuncture. But there was a part of me that was like, no, I'm really being called to do this. And so I need to explore it and see what happens. That's awesome. I'm just, I'm just excited for you. That sounds like a great place to kind of be in. So um, this is a bit of a boring question, but I think it helps people get like a good perspective. Is So are you like a Monday to Friday? It sounds like you are like nine to five kind of person. Are your weekends kind of sacred for you or are you a bit more flexible? Yeah. yeah. So my, my regular schedule is kind of like Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. And then weekends are sacred. And the interesting thing is that my husband also owns his own business. We are a couple of creative entrepreneurs. He owns a screen printing shop here in Minneapolis. Minneapolis. And so he does, um, he runs a shop, he's got a couple employees, and he runs the same hours so that we can have our free time together. Although we both like are fairly new on our businesses. I mean, when I say new, I mean, like under five years old, you know, they're not Mm -hmm. like brand new businesses, but we haven't been doing it for like decades or anything like that. And so we're both kind of still in that You know, there's like seasons of hustle and seasons of flow, and sometimes our seasons of hustle coincide, and sometimes they don't. And so it's interesting, like, um, this summer has actually been a little bit more of a season of flow for me versus for him, it's been more of a season of hustle. So we're a little bit off sync on that. But then in other times, we've both been like hustling at the same time, which then makes it interesting for us to experiment with like how to have our life hustle be like satisfactory. Like, you know, we, we started, um, we hired like a friend to come in and clean our house like once a month and like, we'll, um, go out to eat more and stuff because if we're both getting home at seven at night, I don't really want to cook dinner then and stuff like that. So we just go with the flow. No, that is so interesting. So my boyfriend is like, he's a freelancer and he just has like a part-time day job just to kind of like stabilizes income a little bit and uh, it's so funny because I feel I remember a few months ago I felt like I was in a season of flow or rest and he was in a season where it was more of a hustle season and it, I had to really check myself because I was wanting like it's really I think it's hard sometimes when you're in flow and they're in hustle to like remember that oh they need to hustle and I can't like project my flow onto that if that makes any sense that's something like a huge thing that I learned back then totally absolutely and um I was actually kind of struggling with that a little bit I was like okay well what do I 
how do I make this work? And granted, we had also just gotten married. We've bought a house in the last year. Um, this has been a very like big season for us, basically. And so I I actually like looked to my tarot deck and like did a tarot reading for myself of like how can I best support my husband in this time of his business when like I have more flow and he's got more hustle and and took what I learned there and like went from that and it was definitely helpful. That's so funny because I I don't I don't like I have no experience in like the tarot reading world, but I literally asked myself exactly that same question: like, how can I support Alex while still honoring what I need from this season? It's so I think yes. building building a life with someone and then also building creative careers alongside the person you're building a life with is both incredible and a whole new challenge all to itself. Totally, totally. <laughs> <laughs> So in your business, it sounds like you're managing a lot of different things. What are you? What are the things you could not live without that help you stay on top of everything and organized? Oh wow! Um, so I recently hired a VA, which has been really helpful. Um, I must say that I'm still new enough with having a VA that I don't know if I'm utilizing her to the best of her abilities. And I even reached out to her recently. I was like, okay, we didn't use all of my hours last month. They rolled over to this month. Like, how can we, like, what else can I put on your plate and take off of my plate? So we explored that option a little bit, but um, that's been super helpful. So like I'm writing blog posts, I'm recording podcasts, but I'm not actually like putting the podcast up or doing the show notes or like, you know, doing the blog post. She's doing all of that work now. Um, But when it comes to my acupuncture business, it's kind of self-sustaining in the sense that I have online scheduling. So I'm not really in charge of that. Um, You know, ordering supplies is not that difficult because it's only like me there. And so it's, it really I don't know. I'm still learning when it comes to all of that. I would really say having a VA has been incredibly helpful. And then um, online scheduling, I use Google Docs and like Dropbox and Evernote like they were my lifelines, but (laughs) that's about it. No, I'm I'm totally with you on that. I everyone has like <laughs> some people are like really digital, some people are like paper and pen, some of us like in the middle. Um sounds odd, but no, sounds good. So what about your morning routine? Are you do are you do you have a structured morning routine or like a favorite one or do you kind of just wing it or are you still I'm still probably in that phase of figuring out the morning routine. So I never know if people are mastering it or still figuring it out too. I kind of feel like Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde when it comes to (laughs) things like routines, because I really, really do adore that structure that routines give us. Like, I crave that. But at the same time, I am like through and through a down and dirty punk kid that like is rebellious to no end. And the idea of like doing the same thing every single day just like drives me crazy. And so... I have this like weird mishmash where it's I have like a a morning structure that I basically follow but it doesn't look the same every day. So I would say there's three things that I always do every single morning. I always exercise. I always um get some sort of like meditation or mindfulness in and I always have this like tea that I drink every morning that supports my digestion. Um, Because as you know, but your listeners probably don't know, I was diagnosed with Crohn's disease, which is an autoimmune disease of the gut. I was diagnosed like in 2004. And um, 
use this. That's basically how I got into Chinese medicine in the first place was my whole long, whole different story about my health. But um, so there's this tea that I drink every single morning that I feel is like really necessary for my digestive health. And so those are the three things I do. So like some mornings I'll wake up and I'll go for a walk. That's actually been what I've been doing the most recently is like jogging or walking around my neighborhood first thing in the morning because it's summer and I'm in Minnesota. So like you only get so much nice weather. So I'm going to like <laughs> enjoy it while I can. Um, but then some days it looks like going to the gym and working out. Um, you know, some days it'll be riding my bike to my office downtown. So it's, it's exercise in some way, shape or form. And then mindfulness, sometimes that's, um, you know, not taking my headphones with me when I go for a walk and really just like, you know, walking in silence and really absorbing what's going on around me and the nature and all that. Some days it's actual seated, like seated meditation. Um, some days uh, I do like I do a tarot card every morning, like pull a daily draw. And so some days it'll be like journaling about that card or just meditating on that card. Some days it's just like listening to NPR in the morning, like the public radio. So it looks different every single day. But that same those three main components are always there. There's exercise, there's mindfulness, and then there's like the nutrition or the supplements basically the tea and that sounds so much more doable in terms of like some days we wake up and we feel great some days we wake up and we feel crap so as you have a health condition thrown in the mix too which can just kind of mess up with everything totally but it's like oh, I have my free angers I'll lean on them but I'll figure it out and also like I want to go on a tiny tangent here if you're cool going there because yeah. I would for me personally like so I um my health plays a big part in how I manage my business because I live with mental illness and I also, I have IBS, which is probably one of the most common digestive illnesses, but I still have to really take good care of it. Yeah. And I feel like I have as my number one job is to honor my health so then I can fulfill my higher level purpose in my work. And I wonder, do you feel like, is that something that comes into your business a lot is honoring your health within the business? You know, I think I honor my health because I honor myself yeah, I guess yeah. is probably the better way to put it and um for me like I've I've been to the really dark places before where it's like I can't function and so it's like I I know how bad it can be and so I never want to get back to that place I never want to be back in the hospital I never want to be you know when I was at my sickest I weighed like less than a hundred pounds and I'm not like a huge person to begin with I'm still generally pretty small statured but like that was insane like I looked like death um and I don't ever want to be back in that place and so I honor my health because I like my life and I like living my life and I want to continue <laughs> living it in the way that I have. I mean, I'm building a business to support the lifestyle I want. So like, why wouldn't I also build my health to support the lifestyle I want? Because if I'm sick as hell, then like, I'm not actually going to be able to like go to the gym and lift weights, which actually gives me a lot of pleasure. Like I really enjoy weightlifting. And so why would I make myself sick and not be able to do that stuff? Yeah, no, I, I literally have exactly, exactly the same mindset of the business is here to feel alive. And the and I, I, this is why I love your feel your hustle kind of message, because I feel like a big lesson I learned really on in my business was that it's really, and I think, I imagine this is maybe what you saw and made you realize there's a need for the work you do in the world is it's so easy to let our business um kind of take so give so much of it but give too much of ourselves to it so that then we're left exhausted, burnt out, unhealthy. And to think that that's what we have to do. Whereas I try and see it the other way around of like, no, I, I have to be, my my business cannot take anything away from my happiness or my wellness or my health. And I think, I think sometimes people don't hear that enough. Sometimes we're taught like, oh, you have to hustle yourself into the ground if you want to succeed at anything. 
Yeah, and I I totally agree with that. And I also know that that you believe the same thing that I do here. That like I said before, there are seasons of hustle and seasons of flow. And mm-hmm. just because you're in a season of hustle doesn't mean that you're like burning yourself out. It just means that you're maybe putting a little bit working on weekends when maybe you wouldn't usually work on weekends, but it's mm-hmm. like a temporary thing. It's like, nope, I've got this thing that I'm trying to get done by this certain date. And so I'm doing everything that I can within reason. But yes, that might look like working a little bit more than you normally would when you would like take holidays on the weekends or whatnot. Yeah, exactly. Sometimes it's just for like a stretch goal in a certain period of time. It's I'm going to stretch myself because it takes that to reach the goal. But it doesn't ever have to be all or nothing all the time. Mm -hmm. And I also really, really want to remind people that like your goals can change. Your definitions of success can change. Like just because your definition of success at one point was to be like, um, I only want to work you know, 25 hours a week and make this much money and whatever. But then like you start doing that and you realize it's not actually giving you joy or like giving you what you thought it was going to give you. Like, it's okay to change your definition then. Like you don't, it's not written in stone anywhere. Isn't it crazy how we can just like even box ourselves in because, well, I told myself that this is what I'm going to do, but my intuition's telling me something else. It's crazy. I see it with my clients all the time. They're like, oh, well, I know that you know, meditation makes me feel better. So if I don't meditate every, like they make themselves meditate every single day. And I'm like, well, are you actually getting joy out of your meditation then? And they're like, they're like, no, I want to feel like more ease and flow. And right now I just feel like it's a, like I'm pushing against something. It's like, okay, well then stop meditating for a couple of days. Like it's not going to be the end of the world if you stop meditating for a couple of days or try a different style of meditation or go for a walk or do something else. Like just because you created this goal for yourself doesn't, mean that you're failing yourself if you change it yeah I think being more comfortable with just changing our minds and and it's not as quitting it's just choosing a better path I think that is so important and I think it's I think with business and wellness and health and anything I think it's all about intuition and if we stop listening to that that's when bad things happen okay can I take a tangent now yeah of course (laughs) okay so I feel like myself included, um, a lot of people talk about listening to their intuition. But then what I hear a lot from clients is they come back and they're like, okay, but what does that actually look like? How do I actually listen to my intuition? Like, what does it sound like? And so I want, I want to chat with you for a second. Like for you, what does it feel like to listen to your intuition? It's that voice that is not fueled by my ego, but that's fueled by my higher values as a person. And it looks like It looks like, for me, usually my intuition sometimes creeps up through negative behavior patterns. So say I'm doing something and it's very strange. So say, for example, I used to have a shopping addiction. This is me going off under attention. And Mm -hmm. I really had like, and when I say shopping addiction, I mean like I would go out and buy the same thing in five different, like 10 different colors just so I could sit at home and look at it. It was very (laughs) bizarre. Um, Wow. And I've had to spend like a lot of time getting over that. And so now, for example, I, when I'm like starting to get into like an obsessive shopping phase, I know that that's my intuition telling me that something's off kilter in my life. Got it. And I need to look, look at it or it's if I'm obsessing over something or if, if, if an emotion, good or bad, just keeps coming up. And I know the only way to listen to it, I have to be like, okay, what is my ego trying to tell me in this situation? Because ego is usually, well, what will other people think? Or how does this make me seem? Mm-hmm. And then it's like, okay, how do I go to the intuition? Okay, what 
what's actually most important to me in my life? What am I valuing? What do I want from this time in my life? If that, I don't know. What about you? No, that totally makes sense. So for me, I always tend to go back to the physical things because um, just from working in acupuncture, a lot of times I will, you know, acupuncture is a very physical thing. Their energy flows through channels of the body that go to different parts and do different things. And so when I'm talking to clients and they say, oh, well, I'm having a lot of anxiety, a common question I'll ask them was, would be, well, how does that manifest physically for you? And so mm-hmm. I often reflect intuition to how things reflect physically in our bodies. So for me, when I'm um, feeling like something isn't right, oftentimes I will feel a pit in my gut, obviously, mm-hmm. because I have digestive issues. So a lot of things tend to happen there, like center around that. But I'll also feel that my shoulders kind of hunch up and over or almost like round in, and things will just start to feel really contracted versus when it's exciting and new and I know that it's like towards my true north it'll almost be feel it more expansive and that my chest opens and I'm like opening up to the availability and the abundance of this new thing and so um, for me it's a much more physical thing but I love that for you it's more rooted in specific patterns and specific um, you know things that you're doing and because for everybody it's different and I I love I want people out there, like your listeners, to understand that intuition is going to show up differently for everyone, and um, there's not one right or wrong way to listen to your intuition. Yeah, and you know, I just had like a bit of an aha moment then because, so something on my kind of bigger goals list at the moment is to become more connected to my body. Like, I'm great at kind of listening to my brain, but I'm the laziest person when it comes to exercise. (laughs) And like, I have IBS and it's awful. Sometimes it's horrible. And and I'm always like battling trying to get on top of it. And it's interesting listening to you then because it sparks something in my head, which is like, maybe even intuitive of just like, you need to listen to your body more because when your IBS is bad, it's not just because you ate gluten that week. Uh, Right. Sometimes it's because you you know, your body's acting out of sync with you or or just like like you said like I have a lot of lower back pain I've been to physiotherapists and all these things and they're just like it's stress and stress is a funny word because I think stress is not always what we feel it's not like pulling your hair out sometimes it's just a tension in your life around something so that well, was stress is always I mean stress is always there stress is the outside factors on your life it's about yeah. the whole it's how you deal with stress and how your body adapts to stressors. So um, when people are talking about stress relief, really what they're talking about is being more adaptable to the stressors outside that are being put on our lives. Uh, see, that's so interesting. And and so you sparked something in me also a thought of just like, even the ways, just because we have a current way of listening to our intuition doesn't mean that there's not a way to also, another way, if there's another way for me to listen to it, a, say maybe for my body, can I get insights that I've not been able to get through my own method alone? So that was totally. interesting for me. Totally. Because I mean, even what you were saying about the shopping and stuff, like I can think of things that I do. I'm like, oh, well, like when my when my sleep is bad, I mean, usually I sleep like a rock, but every once in a while, like my sleep is off and I know it's because like there's something going on that's like not in tune with what my true north is. Yeah, you're so right. People are like, okay, I get listening to your intuition, but what does it mean? And I think it's just, yeah, I think I think the thing with intuition is I have to make space for it. You can't listen to intuition if your life is too full for you to hear it, totally to it. totally um, but I don't know if you I've seen this in your clients maybe in your own journey I found that in the very beginning of running my business I would make myself very full because there was I was running oh, I was being so busy in work because I was running away from other things in my life that I didn't want to deal with 
Um, or or even just like filling it up for fear of like of the empty space. Yeah, because what what do you what do you do with like what who am I in empty space? Is also I right, and also the like the, the common um, mindset that so many of us grew up with of like you have to work hard to mm. be successful, and so it's like, well, if it doesn't feel hard, am I actually going to be successful? And it's like, yeah, you are. <laughs> No, I, I love that. I actually want to go on like a weird tangent here because so because I just feel like I don't want to waste this opportunity for people listening to hear what you've got to say. So with your message of kind of fuel your hustle and everything you do in your business for anyone listening to this right now, like who maybe other, you know, filling up all that space with work because they feel like they've got to prove something or or whose hustle is like taking a negative impact on their health or well-being. What would you say to them? Oh, wow. I will. I would say, OK, so there's this mantra that I had. A while ago, I haven't been reflecting on it recently, but I think this is a really good time for it. And it's um, my self-care begets my client care. My client care begets my business care and my business care begets my care. So basically what that means is like the better you treat yourself, the better you're going to treat your clients, the better Mm -hmm. you treat your clients, the better your business is going to be treated and the better your business is going to be treated, the more you're going to be supported overall. And then it, which then brings it back to the beginning. And so it's this cyclical thing and it's, um, they really are engendering each other and they're, they're birthing each other, if that makes sense. And you can't have, um, a healthy, client care without having your healthy self-care you can't have a healthy business without your clients being happy and um feeling supported so I guess that's what I would have to say about it no I I could I could not agree with that more and and have you found a lot of people think it has to be the other way around like some people are so scared to put themselves first and it because you feel I don't know people feel entitled or lazy or like they're being selfish whereas they don't realize we show up better in the world in our relationships and our work when we are as full functioning as we can physically mentally be um yes and no I feel like if left to their own thoughts and beliefs that most people will um they will default to taking care of themselves but I feel like the overabundance of content and information out there on the internet and the do this, don't do this. This is the mm. right way to do this. Follow this path. This is the protocol um, that dilutes people's true beliefs in themselves and is what puts them on a path to doing all the things that pull away from their own self-care. Oh, that's so interesting. So naturally we're wired to take care of ourselves, but the way society is working now and like the internet and just the, what we're being fed is kind of distracting us from what we know is best for us in lots of ways, would you say? That's what I'm, that's what messages I've been receiving from like being out there in the world and like working with clients is that um, most of them really do know like what they need because like, mm. you know, uh, what is it? Like there are certain basic needs that our bodies have and that we have as humans to like feel like it's like feeling love and support and um, having safety and structure and food and stuff like that like people are hardwired to like get those needs met and it's when those needs aren't getting met that like things fall apart yeah it's like Maslow's hierarchy yes 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 which is which this sounds sometimes I think just for humans just like look at that and be reminded of just like oh this is it's okay just to be focusing on these core 
things that I need. You know, I don't need all these things that sometimes a pretty Instagram feed tells me that I need. Totally. And it's also like when you're feeling really having a lot of anxiety or having a lot of depression or having um, physical ailments, like even going back and being like, okay, well, are my basic needs even being met? Because sometimes Mm -hmm. it's not a matter of like, oh, I need to take this drug or take this pill or change my diet. It's like, no, my basic needs just aren't being met. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, that's so interesting. So, okay. Getting back a little bit on track. Okay. (laughs) I feel like we could do tangents this whole episode. I know. I feel like this could be like a two-hour episode. I'm sure (laughs) I'm I'm betting there's another one probably coming soon, but I... (laughs) I would love to know how about taking time off throughout the year like do you yeah what's your approach to that and how what's your favorite way to spend your time off uh, my favorite way to spend my time off is to get out like in the woods or somewhere that's like outside of cell service basically um I grew up never really going camping or being all that outdoorsy whatsoever I was not sporty I was not outdoorsy I feel like I'm a really good example of um of not believing the stories that you tell yourself in the sense that like I always told myself like I'm not athletic I'm not outdoorsy I'm not like I don't go camping I don't I don't belong to a gym all these things and now like look at me I'm doing a powerlifting meet in like three weeks which is like really heavy weightlifting which like I never would have believed if you had told me that like 15 years ago and one of my very favorite things to do is like go camping with my husband like right after our wedding instead of going for like a traditional honeymoon which we're going to do like later on um, we went camping and I love just like getting out in nature just feeling the earth beneath you like really feeling grounded and um, getting out of cell service and technology and whatnot. Because, um, I mean, when I go on vacations to like other states in the U.S., it's so easy to still be connected and to still be wired and to still kind of be working and not actually like decompress. But if you go out in the woods, you don't really have a choice. (laughs) (laughs) And it's, (laughs) no, I, I, that's really interesting. I like, I live in the city. I've kind of always lived in like, Uh, like suburbia that's very close to the city so I've always been like a city person and it's like in the past maybe like three months that I've realized that when I am like in the past it was when I was dragged into nature but now when we choose to like maybe go out the city for the day and go to like a nice country park I'm like oh my god I feel so connected to the most important things to myself Mm -hmm. being here and I'm just like, oh, wow. I, and it's, it's the story we told us. Like, I'm just like, I didn't know I was this kind of person. Well, and it's so, okay. So like internet and the work that we do and the anxieties that happen um, in our business and that feeling of like having to do all the things and be all the places at the same time. Um, anxiety tends to make your chi or your energy um, raise up to your head. That's why we feel flustered and we feel um, heart palpitations and all those things and just feel like our head is exploding. Anxiety tends to move everything upwards. And so one of the best ways to counteract that is to ground yourself. So pull your energy back down to your like root chakra, like your center and down to your feet. And so like getting in touch with nature, actually like putting your feet on the ground and not being like attached to a computer or attached to a cell phone or like one of these things that brings that energy back up to our head. So like being in nature really grounds me. And so that's my favorite way to take time off. That's awesome. And this next question I think is my favorite question this whole season, but is where do you find the most joy in your business and your creative life? Um, okay. So this is kind of recent actually. I mean, I get the most joy from like working with clients because it 
blows my mind every single time when like they come back with these stories of like how a conversation that I had with them like really impacted their life and changed their life. And that sort of thing fills me with like so much joy, totally. But the thing that personally, creatively, like almost like as a passion project or a side project that's really been fueling me lately has been um, getting more in touch with like my like woo woo side and um I bought my first deck of tarot cards last year and I feel like immediately that that was something that was supposed to happen. And I've really been getting in touch with that part of myself and been incorporating some of these aspects into my treatments and into my client sessions. And I feel like that has been incredibly impactful and powerful and um, kind of surprising to me, which is really exciting because I'm like, oh, this is this is super exciting. I'm really excited to see where this leads in the future. That's awesome. And so, so I think it's great as well when there's like a, like an inward thing that we find joyful and then like the outward thing is with the clients because it's something like we do. And then it's the thing that brings us joy that isn't really connected to anyone else. It's just like this thing that brings us joy. So I think that's really great. Yeah, I'm loving it. (laughs) (laughs) So how about, so the flip side is how about stress? What tends to trigger that for you in your work and your business? And then how do you manage it? What, how do you overcome stress when it, like obviously we said earlier like stress is there so for you what does it look like when stress is taking over or not not being able to be dealt with well in the business um I would say that for me the things that cause the most stress are just um like I said before I'm still navigating how to run two businesses which I would really love eventually to be just more one business but right now it still feels like two um so that's where I'm finding the most stress is navigating those new waters for the first time and the way that that manifests for me is um anxiety I have anxiety just like most people do I think (laughs) people that um have anxiety think they're like alone in the world and it's like no trust me like almost every person I've ever worked with has anxiety of some sort of the other. So please do not feel alone. We are all here in the same boat. It's going to manifest differently for all of us. Um, But for me, when I have anxiety, it absolutely like shows up as that like inner critic or that feeling of that, um, that I need to be doing something else. And like, I, I have these feelings too. Like, even though I coach people on how to tap into their intuition like I have to coach myself on it too like it's not just something that's happening naturally for me like I have to remind myself like no this is your inner critic talking like you need to tap into your inner mentor you need to um get in touch with nature again you know tap into your intuition and so um the way that I do that like I said uh, getting in touch with nature exercise is huge for me um meditation is huge for me as well um and then uh, these kind of like divination techniques like tarot cards or I also read uh, the I Ching, which is like a ancient Chinese form of divination as well. It's like an oracle deck in ancient China. So those are all different things that I do. But I feel like um, for me, the best way is to be alone uh, versus other people. Maybe it's connection with their partner or their friends or that is how they can get through the stress but for me um that that feels like more added pressure and more added weight on my shoulders and what I need in those times is to really uh remove all extraneous things and focus on myself oh that's so interesting because it's right a lot of people talk about leaning on other people or um having that support system whereas but then I, I don't know if I feel like um personally like I find a lot of strength when I'm able to overcome 
come especially business stress by myself because my natural instinct is to lean on someone else like my partner for example but then the more I learn oh wait I'm really capable of sitting here and breathing through this and figuring it out and coaching myself I think that that's like been a really empowering part of this business for me is seeing like oh I'm a strong independent woman I can do this yeah and I think it also is important that it's like there are certain there are certain logistical things that I absolutely lean on other people. Like I lean on my VA. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I have mm-hmm. my mom um, proofread my like blog posts. And stuff. <laughs> you know, like there are absolutely things like basic everyday tactics and people that I use for support. Um, but then the big things are where I tend to like then retreat into myself and not in like a, um, you know, hobbit sort of way, but in just a, it, it takes out all the extraneous noise. Yeah, no, that's awesome. So what motivates you on a daily basis to like kind of get up and make things happen? So I am going to be straight up honest with you. I am like the most unmotivated person. And I know that there are people out there that are going to, that know me and would be like, yeah, right. You are so motivated. But to me, like what it feels like to me is that I'm, that it's a slog, that like it's hard for me sometimes. And I know that it, that it's not supposed to feel that way. And it's not that it, it's not that I feel like it's not supposed to feel that way and it does for me. I just feel like uh, my natural inclination is more towards stagnation from like a Chinese medicine perspective. And so in order for me to feel motivated and to move forward, I physically have to move my body, which is why exercise is so important for me. And which is why I probably had so many more, issues both mentally and physically like as a child because I wasn't athletic and I wasn't getting any exercise and so I feel like when I really started embracing that aspect of my life is when um, everything really did start moving forward and having this like much faster forward projection and this momentum because from like a Chinese medicine standpoint um, feeling stuck or feeling unmotivated is the same thing as having stagnant chi or stagnant energy. And so one of the best ways to feel unmotivated and to actually start moving is to move your body and like move that chi. So acupuncture moves chi, but like exercise is the cheapest, easiest and fastest way to move chi. And so um, whenever I'm feeling stuck on a project or stuck on motivation, I get up and I go for a walk. Even if I'm like getting close to a deadline or I know that there's something else I should be working on, but it's like, nope, I'm feeling unmotivated. And I know that going for a walk is going to um, get my blood moving. It's going to get my energy moving and it's going to like, it makes my creative juices flow too. So that's, I would say that I'm naturally unmotivated and because I exercise every daily, every day, then I feel more motivated. That is so interesting and also just encouraging for me as someone like I'm in this and I don't know if anyone else I, I feel like I meet people who are either like me and they find exercise to me exercise is probably how some people feel about like business being overwhelming to me exercise is the scariest thing in the world to me what's scary <laughs> about it to you just it's I'm not connected enough to my body if that makes sense like I I don't feel like I have that relationship with my body yet to push it to do things that I'm like oh that's hard I don't want to do it you want to know how you get sense. a relationship to your body how by challenging it yeah I, <laughs> eggs, eggs I, I the thing is I I completely can agree it I completely see how that's true and I feel like it's so weird I, my boyfriend says to me all the time he's like Jen you're the most motivated self-determined person I've ever met why do why do you just not like why can you just not go to the gym because not because not because he's telling me to because I want to be able to but I'm just like uh weird blocks and it's just, so it's it's really encouraging for me to hear how much movement for you 
um helps you like just such a big part in your life because it's just a reminder of like Jen you gotta you gotta figure out this blog you gotta you gotta be okay with challenging I mean, your body just starting small and like going for walks like like I said I was I was <laughs> okay here's a funny story so do you know what t-ball is no. So it's like something that little kids play. It's like softball, but instead of having a pitcher where they like literally throw you the ball to the batter, the ball just stands on this little pole that's kind of wobbly, but it stands in there so that you can just stand there and hit it. It's called T-ball. It's basically like an easier version of softball. No joke. I was afraid of the ball in T-ball when I was like <laughs> seven years old or whatever, playing T-ball. Like I was the most unathletic person ever when I was a child. And and like I said now, like I exercise every day. I go to CrossFit. I do weightlifting. I would not consider myself a jock by any means. And I'm still not super into like team sports. That's not how I like to do it. But that's okay. Like just because I don't like team sports doesn't mean that I can't move my body in other ways. And I'm, you know, and I think that's, I think that's a really important thing to, to say is that like, just because something works for somebody else doesn't mean it's going to work for you. Same in business and same in health. Because I know a lot of people out there like read blogs and you're supposed to do this and you're supposed to do that. And and so then they feel like if they're not doing it that way, they're failing. But then they also feel that way about health and that like, you know, coconut is the new superfood or like you have to <laughs> drink a green smoothie every morning if you have digestive problems or like whatever. And let me tell you, like, yeah, sometimes those things are going to work and sometimes those things are going to backfire for you because there's no one size fits all when it comes to health or business or life and you got to figure it out for yourself. And it's good to have coaches and friends and whatever and support systems for you to actually figure out what it's right for you. But I'm going to tell you that your your picture of health and your picture of your business and your picture of life is going to look unique because you are unique. I'm like, I feel like I want you on the show every single week. <laughs> because you're brave I I this I think I feel so passionate about everything you just said and, and you said it way better than I ever could and from your own like you have this awesome perspective of the work you do in the world and I just yeah no I couldn't agree more with everything you just said I think um we put too much pressure like it's like you said we I think the we need to put like our voice as like the most important voice in what we do because I could for example with my with my exercise problems I can like people who like go and lift weights or they run and I'm just like because <laughs> I was like no but then for me so I've been making some progress I've been doing yoga at night time to help with my lower back problems and I've been walking a lot more I've been like getting myself out of the flat more and just like going for coffee and just like coming home how does it feel feels it feels it feels not only does it feel amazing in my body to be like oh, I have this pain so I can do some yoga moves to relieve the pain, wow. But also just mentally, it's like adding something into them because I'm like- It's like I, empowering, right? Yeah, to be like, wow, I can push. And I have a lot of just like a lot of, I live with GAD, like generalized anxiety disorder. And so I have a lot of anxiety, even just leaving the house can be scary for me sometimes. And I'm like, if I go and do it, I'm taking off two boxes. I'm taking off my, I'm scared to leave the house box and I don't want to move my body box. And I feel amazing for it and I think what I've learned is if I'd have if I'd have listened to all the advice that was like okay you need to go do high intensity training for like three <laughs> days a week it I would have just I would have hated it so I think you're so right it's listening well what do I want to do what what sounds good to me and what's a, instead of trying to do five changes at once it's like okay what's one little thing I can try out this week and see how it feels and build my confidence that actually kind of reminds me even of like the the letter that I sent out to my subscribers last week which was the idea of um have you read the book essentialism 
Oh my god, that book changed my like business life. I okay, love it. and so I do really believe a lot of the things in the book, but there is one. Se- but I also disagree with some things in the book. And there was this one section where he talks about like, um, you've got four burners in your life. There's like mm. your family, friends, business, and health. And in order to be successful with any one of them, like you can't have all four burners going. Like if you have four burners going, you're burnt out. If you have three, you're like moderately succeeding. And then to actually succeed, you only ever need to have like two burners on. And mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't believe that that's true because I don't believe that like when you cook dinner do you have all four burners going like are you making this like multi-course meal because let me tell you I sure as shit am not like when I make dinner it's like oh I'm throwing like everything I have into like one big pot and then maybe topping it with an egg or something like that's how I make dinner and I feel like our life is like that too because like when I go camping with my husband we are pretty active we'll go hiking we'll like go swimming, whatever. Um, and we are like helping our health by being active. We're helping our relationship and like family by being alone. Um, and I'm helping my business by like actually staying away from my business. And like, same goes for, you know, when I'm like working out of the gym, I'm working on my health, but I'm also working out with my friends and like supporting my friendships or like my husband is a small business owner. So like when we're out to dinner, we end up talking about business a lot and I'll like help him with his email marketing and whatever. So it's like, helping business but also helping relationship because none of those things like live in isolation it's Mm. we don't live in isolation like we everything overlaps with each other and it doesn't have to be like that I'm just gonna work on my business right now like um I know that you know Kayla Hollitz like she's been on your podcast um but she lives here in Minneapolis with me and so we get to like go on coffee dates and we'll both bring our laptops and we'll like work on stuff and we'll you know each be working on our own thing but then we'll like confer and chat whatever and it's like okay well we're building friendships but also supporting our business and it all overlaps there's no one thing or another there's not like these boxes that we're checking off yeah, no, and I'm, I am so jealous of those coffee dates. I wish I could come. <laughs> and number two, just no, I, I couldn't agree more. It's, um, I've been thinking a lot. It's, that's really funny. I've been thinking a lot about the four burners theory recently because, um, I, I kind of agree with you. It's, it's kind of hard to be told you can only be successful if you cut one thing out. And it's a theory that I think I feel personally is spoken about a lot in terms of people believe it a lot. And so I've been also thinking too, like how you're so right. Like they all help each other. It's all fueling everything. It's messy. I think what I've learned is the more comfortable you can be in just existing in the mess of it all blending together. Yeah. The more you can make it all work. Yeah. More and towards I, what you want. And I absolutely believe in the idea of priorities and like mm. at this moment in my life, I'm maybe going to prioritize more of this than something else. But it doesn't mean that like I'm only working on that. It just means that maybe in all aspects of my life is going to lead back to that one thing in some way or another. Yeah. I don't know if you've like I found, for example, like like when I focus heavily in one area of my life and I think the only goal is to improve that area of my life, it ends up just improving everything. Totally. Because like it's messy. If, yeah. Yeah. Like if I improve my personal growth, like if I improve say my mental state or if I'm working on maybe like my diet, my business is also working way better or my friendships are working way better or my relationship. It's crazy how it's, um, it's like that tight. It, what's the, it's like the domino effect. You do one change in your life and you're just capable to just 
it breathes into everything. Totally. So I have three questions I ask everyone who's coming on the show this season. So the first question is, so this season is all about encouraging creatives to run their business and live their creative life completely on their own terms. And I'm curious, has there been a time in your business journey so far when you've had to give yourself a mission to go against the grain or do things a little differently from industry norms or maybe what would have been expected from you? Um, yeah, I mean, I feel like my whole business model is like against industry norms. I mean, the fact that like, <laughs> I mean, A, most acupuncturists um, don't necessarily focus on design. <laughs> I mean, design is like so important in our lives in general. And I feel like another reason why my acupuncture business was so successful from the get-go is I understand how important design is. And so the fact that I actually, and like, I have a background in art. My bachelor's degree is in art history. I worked in art museums for like years and years. And so like, I have this um, real deep gratitude and appreciation for like good design. And, um, and so I think that is like one thing that's gone against the grain. The fact that I can like talk to my patients like they're, you know, that superpower I was talking about, like they're a regular human being is another way I go against the grain. And the fact that I'm like combining this in person and online business, I feel like goes against the grain. And then same in like, you know, health coaching. I feel like most health coaches, not most, let me rephrase that. I would say that a lot of, there are a lot of health coaches out there that are like, this is the protocol that I'm putting you on. And like, I work with everyone to help them go vegan or to help them go paleo, or, you know, we're going to put you on this like smoothie detox or we're doing this or that. And like, that's not how I work at all. Like I meet the clients where they are um, and we create a plan together. So there's, I feel like everything that I do goes against the grain in some way or another. It's that rebellious nature of mine. <laughs> <laughs> but then I imagine that that is what's made, what makes your work a so effective and like, important to people I don't know I I'm I'm with you on that I a lot of the health coaches that I work with to talk about um in my clients how like you know it's kind of hard as a health coach to be like just eat paleo that's all you need because everyone's digestive system is so different and I think it's also the same in the work I do is like I really don't believe there's any like blueprint to running business doing a business or living a creative life because and I think the worst thing we could ever do is believe that we have like this I am I know all the answers because this is what I've done so no totally. I I love I love those the ways you're going to gain the grain so for anyone listening who is working hard to make things happen right now and you're going to give them like a your biggest piece of advice what would you say to them um probably to stop consuming and start creating <laughs> I mean, really, I think it's that simple. I mean, I think consuming content is great and all, but it, but at some point when you're actually trying to make something happen, you need to stop consuming and start creating. I mean, even like right now, I'm running my first uh, group course. Um, it's kind of like a beta. It's a smaller group, and this is the first time that I'm doing it. And it's basically um, how to feel your hustle using the five elements of Chinese medicine and really like um, breaking down those esoteric theories of Chinese medicine of the five elements into practical application for business owners, both to um, make their health better, but also to make their business better. And right now we're actually in our like first module, um, which is all about the earth element, which is all about um, being able to receive. So it's like digesting things, but not just digesting food. It's also like digesting content and digesting information. Because if you think about like, you know, when you go to a restaurant and you like if you order like all the things on the menu, you're going to have a really bad bellyache for like days <laughs> afterwards. And the same is true for like our business. If you 
you know, go to the online sphere and you order all the things on the menu, meaning you read all the blogs and you subscribe to all the newsletters, you're going to have like a equivalent of a belly ache for your business. And so um, stop consuming, start creating. I love that. And and the last question, which is also one of my favorites, is um, what are you hoping to make happen right now in this season of your life and your work? And how can anyone listening kind of check out what you're doing? I mean, all these things that you've mentioned today about like Chinese medicine and I'm like, I need to go and devour your blog to find out more about these things because I am like, I'm like a clueless person. So where can people like find all, all the good things that you're here to teach people? Okay. Well, first off, when you say, what are you hoping to make happen in 2016? So I honestly... I feel like 2016 is a place for me to go deeper into my business as opposed to going wider. Um, so like I said, when I first started my business, it was acupuncture and now I'm moving more towards the towards the health coaching sphere and really integrating the two together. And I feel like because of that, my um, online presence, if you look at it from like the very beginning in like 2014 or whenever I finally brought my business online, um, is kind of diluted in the sense that there are like there are these blog posts about like treating your sinus infection and then there are these blog posts about like Chinese medicine and then there are blog posts about you know uh, like healthy techniques for creative entrepreneurs and whatnot and I feel like it's too widespread and my goal really for 2016 is to really um, go deeper into my business really hone in on my message my content message and to really focus it so that I can be most effective for my audience um, and really kind of guide them along a path that I want them to take in my content instead of them feeling overwhelmed by my content too because just like over consuming in everyone else's content I don't want you to over consume my content so I want to really like give you this guided path to take you through um, I really feel like 2015 was a year of really hustle for me in some respects. You know, I rebranded, I redid, I opened up my coaching business. I um, really put myself out there in the online sphere. And now this year is really a year for me to deepen my craft, tune into how I can be most effective for my clients and to really like kind of work smarter and not harder. Um, that being said, um, I do have an online presence. My website is amykoretsky.com. I have lots of old blog posts that you can go through. And I also recently started a podcast um, myself. It's kind of it's kind of like your mini sods. Um, they're a little bit longer than your mini sods. They're usually about like 10 to 20 minutes long. And um, my intention with them is to give you like short form, easy to digest, um, actionable content that you can take with you on a nice 20 minute walk to break up the middle of your work day so that you're because I also really love podcasts but you can only have so many like hour-long podcasts that you listen to a week so I'm like short and sweet let's do this <laughs> I love that I love the idea of like going for a walk I also love everything you said about 2016 that resonated with me a lot that kind of um the whole like I don't want to add to the I just know I'm not adding to the noise as well just kind of you yeah, know I love that I'm I'm excited to see I'm so grateful that the Being Boss podcast introduced me to you because I just I'm so inspired by the work that you do so I'm excited Aww. to keep up to date with it all thank you Jen I'm so excited to hear you say that and I'm so excited to like put more content out there for people just like you and yeah and I'm, I'm excited about what 2016 holds really well, I'm going to put all your stuff in the show notes so everyone can go and check you out. And thank you so much for coming on today. Thank you so much for having me. 
And there we have it, today's episode of the show. If you head on over to makeithappenpodcast.com, you can dig into the show notes and past episodes. And if you look out on Monday and Thursday next week, there'll be brand new episodes too. Until next time, I hope you have a wonderful day ahead.